0: Hi, my name is Audie, and I'm a senior in high school. And
1: I'm Alexis, and I'm a junior.
0: And this is Class Notes, (gasps) a podcast where we discuss high school. The good and the bad. The boring and the exciting. The humor and the misery. It's really exciting that two of the guests who have been on Class Notes before are returning today to talk about their experiences in college. We'd like to welcome Evelyn Kai and Eric Lee back to Class Notes.
2: Hi. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Eric. Hi,
1: Hi, Evelyn. Hello, Evelyn. Hi, Audie. Hi,
0: Alexis. Hello. How are you? So how are you both?
2: We're, we're doing well. How are you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent. I forgot okay. so, so Eric, last time we touched base with you, you had just given us excellent advice on how seniors should be doing their college application process. You are now finishing up your year as a freshman at Harvard. What would you say are the highlights of your college experience so far?
3: Yeah, thanks so much for having me back. Uh, It's really exciting to be, I guess, I don't know if exciting is the right word. It's really uh, interesting to be back in Pearland for the rest of the semester. Uh, I think some highlights of college so far have been the people. Uh, I guess I, I definitely didn't expect to meet such close people that I would really love spending my time with. And I don't know, going into such like a new setting where I really didn't know anybody at all. It's definitely very daunting to be like, oh yeah, I'm entering in this like campus, like thousands of other students who I've never really met before. And like, I definitely expected there, there to be an adjustment period, which there was. Like for, I think for the first few months, I didn't really have a solid like friend group or something. But then like, I eventually found those people who I really, really connected with and that I could still see myself being friends with in like four years from now, which, and like I can see them becoming my lifelong friends. But then I guess also on top of that, like beyond the people, though the people are definitely the best part, um, I've gotten so many opportunities to get involved in things that I really, really love. Like, um, I've joined this organization called Effective Altruism, which focuses on how can we do the most good using our limited resources. I've also joined, like, a nonprofit consulting group, a even, like, this pre-law service organization, which I'm not pre-law at all, but, like, it kind of just goes <laughs> to show that, like, I don't know, college is really a place that you can just explore all your interests, and there's opportunity everywhere and I don't know I think that the, the people and the uh, really the abundance of opportunity are what are the uh, highlights of the of the year.
1: So Evelyn hi how are you? Hey I'm
2: doing great how are you?
1: I'm great so um, last time we touched base with you um, you were about to start classes at UT Austin so uh, what are some of the highlights of your college experience so far?
2: So I'd agree with Eric that people are definitely one of the best parts of going to college because you have so many opportunities to meet people who just shape your worldview and provide perspectives that will really alter just like the way you think. And I think that like in high school, your opportunities for that are a bit more limited just because you usually grow up with people who are like, who grew up in like pretty similar circumstances, right? But in college, you have just entire array of new people. meet, And I think that's like definitely happened in one of my um, orgs called undergraduate computational finance. Just because the people that I've met in it are <laughs> so like so driven and like so interested in topics that I hadn't really um, learned about before getting to college, so we've talked about things like from betting on politics to creating like the most ideal like basketball draft team and stuff, and things that are so interesting <laughs> that I really never would have had the exposure to if I hadn't had that chance to meet them during college.
0: So, Evelyn, I remember last time I talked with you, you gave really glowing reviews to all of these cool organizations that you had been a part of. What should incoming students be looking for when they seek to join an organization or get involved outside of their classes in
2: college? Yeah, so that's actually, that's a great question. Um, I'm, obviously I think it differs from person to person, right? Like, everybody has their own interests, like, the um, their like own goals for college, and I think just a general rule of thumb would be make sure that you're getting something that you value out of the organization that you join. So maybe you join like a consulting or like a pre-law group because you're interested in exploring that career path and you want to meet like alumni or people who can guide you down that path. But then You might also just want to join like a social group because like college is a new time and it helps to have a group where you know you can make friends, where you can create bonds and really trust those people. And then sometimes maybe you just want to relax and like have a hobby. So then that can be where you just join like, I don't know, something like a ballroom dancing group or something like Quidditch. Like they have those orgs at UT. Like I'm sure that a lot of schools have (laughs) similar niche orgs. And that can just be an opportunity to have something that really like helps you find a lifelong hobby or meet people that like otherwise you wouldn't have.
1: Speaking of making friends, a fan of Class Notes named Nicole Poker was wondering, how is making friends in college different from making friends in high school?
3: I guess I'll take that one. Um... I have no friends, so I'll pass it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was a positive increase. But I think high school can be different because high school, you kind of already go in with this shared understanding where it's like, ah, we've all lived in the same place for 18 years, right? Like you already have this like somewhat of a sense of familiarity and the friends that you make are very, very much sort of out of like, oh, I'm in your class, so I'll see you like every single day. Whereas like uh, like, I feel like in college, it's, oh, so during, like, your first year in college, I think in the beginning few months, everybody's very actively looking towards making friends, which might not so much be the case in high school, where you're, or in, like, middle school, where your, like, friend groups have already been somewhat defined, um, also, like, your classes are no longer, like, every single day, so it's, like, it sometimes can be harder to just make those friends that are, like, super just convenient, like, you'll still have those, like, maybe people you'll meet through your classes, but, like, I think it does require, like, a more, like, active effort, in a, in a sense. Like, you have to be like, oh, yeah, let's go out and get food, right? Rather than just being like, ha hi I sit next to you in social studies every single day, so we, we're just going to become friends like that. But then also, like, though it can take some more effort, I definitely think you can get a lot more out of your friendships, too. Because, I mean, you guys are all living in the same place. It's, like, I think one of the biggest things in college is it's so, so much more social than high school. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I was just, like, a recluse during high school or something, and I just never realized it, but, like, in college, like, I spend my, like, the majority of my day around other people, right? Whereas I feel like in high school, I'd go to school, come home, work alone, maybe hang out with some friends, right? So, like, a lot of my time would be alone, whereas in college, a lot of that time is with other people. Evelyn, do you have anything
0: to add to that?
2: Yeah, um, so, yeah, I agree with that. I think I definitely agree that... Making friends in college requires more of an active effort because in high school you have these bonds that go back years and years. Like you might have friends or people that you went to the same elementary school with, and it's very easy to fall back on that familiarity when, like, even if you're just like becoming close friends like in high school. Um, So I think in college, like, part of the difference that I've noticed is that there's not as much common ground to build off of. So you really need to put in that effort of, hey, like, I want to get to know you. I want to become friends with you. And it also gets tough because people get really busy. And I think that one of the things that you and your friends just need to do is remember that you enjoy each other's company and you'll you'll make the time for each other, like you'll prioritize um, that part of your day. And I think that's also something that'll be interesting to look back on at the end of college, right? Because obviously Eric and I have only gone through our first year and I've heard a lot of people talk about how they've met like their lifelong best friends in college. So it'll definitely be fun to look back and see how that goes.
3: Yeah, I just want to add on to that really quickly. Um, I think you briefly mentioned priorities and I think that's been one of the... uh, it's a very good piece of, like, advice and kind of just a philosophy that I learned recently. It's, like, not so much about, like... Sorry, this is also slightly tangential, but I just thought it was important. Um, it's not so much about, like, how much time you have. Of course, it can be, like, sometimes you're really just too pressed. But it's, uh, like, college is very much about priorities, right? Like, where do you put your priorities? And I think it's important to understand, like, you need to get your priorities right sometimes. So, like, sometimes you, it, it can be good to figure out where your priorities lie and then adjust accordingly.
0: So y'all have both talked about friendships in college, but I know both of y'all are also in touch with friends from high school. So what sort of efforts did it take to maintain the relationships that you had with people in high school who you wanted to keep in touch with?
2: Um, Honestly, just hopping on calls every now and then really helps because I think that it's, defi- it's really easy to lose touch once you get to college because people get busy there in completely different worlds now. But if you really care about someone, then sometimes all it takes is just saying, like, hey, like, do you want to catch up? And for me, whenever I've done that, it always feels like old times again, like, just being able to relax with these people that I've known for a really long time and just see what they've been up to. And honestly, I think that's been a pretty great part.
0: How heartwarming.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you are one of those people I catch up with this is about you I know <laughs>
3: okay Eric what do you have to yeah add? um that. no de- definitely uh want to retweet that um I don't think I've been as good as Evelyn <laughs> about it I have kind of been lacking um I just it it's definitely is uh super easy to like kind of just get entrenched with everything that's going on college is a very busy time and you kind of have to like you really do have to make an active effort. And I i don't think I've been doing as well, but that is something to <laughs> fix. But it's also very good. we are also like coming back home and like hanging out with them in person definitely is very-, very Oh yes,
2: good. in person.
0: So normally, if this was a normal situation, I would ask you, what should a senior like me savor these last few months? And obviously, this is a very different situation than you had. But what advice would you give to seniors? What should they be doing now I think until August?
2: I think your friends. Because for me, when I think about my senior year, like the last bit of my senior year in the summer before college, what I remember are the people <laughs> that I hung out with the amazing experiences and the friendships that we have because this is really the last this has the potential to be the last time in a while that you get to have quality relaxing time with the people that you love because as soon as the summer after your first year people get busy you know people get internships people do study abroad and suddenly it gets harder to get that time together so really looking back just just make sure to enjoy this time with your friends
3: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely agree. Um, I was considering trying to find this internship at the Vera Institute of Justice in D.C., and then I ultimately did not even end up applying, like, last summer, because I was like, like, is it really worth the, what, the career capital, I guess, to, what, do this cool internship and sacrifice, like, a whole summer of hanging out with my closest friends? I think it's important, like, I think that's one of the biggest things, biggest lessons I've actually learned from college and like from senior years that like, I don't know, like career, professional, all these sorts of develop, like career development, professional development, that can wait, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's okay if you set that aside to just like have fun with your friends, right? Especially, especially high school, I think high school is like, I mean, these are people you grew up with, you know, like cherish that time because, I mean, you don't know when you're going to get something like that again.
2: Kind of going off of that. So this will probably be something that y'all will feel going into your freshman year, but for me at least, and for the people, my like my peer group, my friend group, everybody felt this mad pressure to get an internship for the freshman year to, like, do everything that they could, um, to you know, like make every connection to join everything, and, like, honestly, like I got a bit caught up in that beginning of the year too. But then since then, all the people that I've talked to, like alumni, people who have been years out of college, one of the things, like one of the points that I've heard repeated and emphasized is that like what you do your freshman year, like what you do like even like your sophomore year, as long as you do something, that's what matters. Like it's all right to not stress too much about it because ultimately your experience of like settling in and of meeting people matters more your freshman year and like, going into your early years of college. Like what Eric said, right? Your career, like building your career, like that comes along a bit later. So enjoy the time you have now.
1: Okay, so we have an incoming question from Scarlett. She asks, do you think that GPA is really that important to colleges?
2: Oh my God, no. No? (laughs) Okay, okay, Wait. to an extent. Like, do okay. you mean when you're applying to college or do you mean when you're in college?
1: I, I think uh, when you're applying to college is what she means.
2: Okay, um, okay, what I would say is that I think that as long as you have a reasonably good GPA, then that's enough. Because I think that once you get past a certain threshold, and I don't really know what that threshold is, right, just because I am not a college admissions officer. Um, then it becomes less so about the numbers and more about the experiences. And obviously it's good to keep up good grades, but it's really not, I don't think it's worth stressing or being upset about, oh, I got a 90 instead of a 95 or instead of 100 or something like that.
3: Just to add on to that as well, um, I think college, like choice of college is overemphasized in high school. Like, I think I realized, um, like, since coming to college that, like, where you go does not have nearly as much of an impact of, as of, like, who you are, right? So, like, all of my friends at, like, other colleges are, like, all kind of doing right the same thing, right? They're getting involved in the crazy, like, things that they really love and they're doing, like, amazing things with that. So, it's much more about, like, what you make of it. So, it's, like, I it definitely is disappointed to, like, not get into, like, a college that you really wanted to go to. But, like, it really won't affect that much.
0: All right, so a friend of ours, Ethan Chen, is calling in with a question. He asked, what was the greatest challenge you encountered when transitioning into college life? Evelyn, you first.
2: Sure, so I think that there were Probably two challenges, two main challenges. So, the first one is just getting used to, I guess, like time management and doing things on your own. And um, that's mainly because college is pretty unstructured. Like, you have so much free time, so then figuring out what to do in that free time um, is something really good to like talk to upperclassmen about or to just like figure out yourself. So, for me, I think my first semester I wasn't as good as filling that free time effectively, but then second semester I got that handled a lot more. And then I think the second challenge was honestly like feeling a little bit lonely at the beginning of college because even though you're surrounded by way more people, the connections that you have are a lot more shallow at the beginning and I think what helped with that With that was what I talked about earlier, like working on building friendships and talking to people and actively putting effort into like building up the social side of my life.
1: What's your best tip for managing time and workload?
2: Google Calendar.
3: (laughs) Yes, uh, (laughs) Google Calendar is one of the best things. Uh, Getting an agenda is is major. Um, Yeah, I, I think, yeah, getting an agenda, Google Calendar if you're if you if you do projects, you can use a project management app like ClickUp. I really like ClickUp. It's kind of like Mondays.com, except for Mondays.com is paid, but they don't tell you that until you <laughs> have two days left of your free trial, and then have to move everything over to some other app.
2: I'm sure but, you're not you're not speaking from experience. I'm right? not. I was
3: I was just no. I was just perusing the <laughs> website. I am angry though.
2: But. <laughs> After
1: perusing. Yes.
3: Yeah,
2: just perusing. Yeah. Um, so Google Calendar for the things you already have settled, and I think in terms of broader time management, that goes back to our conversation on setting priorities. So um, last semester I had an org that I realized I wasn't like it wasn't really fulfilling anything for me, and um, I ended up dropping it, and then using the time that I had from that to join a different one this semester, and then that one's been a lot more fulfilling. And I think setting those part like figuring like just assessing what you're doing and then figuring out if it meets one of your values or if it meets one of your priorities, that's something really important to do. Just to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself and, uh, during college.
0: So Scarlett has another question mm-hmm. and she asks... Hi, Scarlett. Where is the best... <laughs> Hi, Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. <laughs> Hello, Scarlett. Okay. She asks, where is the best place to go to find scholarships for college?
3: I don't think there's one central resource. I think kind of just finding them. the Dawson Scholarship Packet is pretty major. Evelyn won, like, a billion of those.
2: And Eric won (laughs) another billion.
3: No, I won, won like, one. I think the Dawson Scholarship Packet, you want to look at, like, school scholarship programs as well. Like, for example, like, Duke has the A.V. Duke program. You also have the, like, uh, I I know A&M has a full ride as well. You have, like, UT 40 Acres. but yeah, you kind of just like find them around. They're like, I know like NBC or Comcast has a Leaders and Achievers one um, among some. And they're just, I don't know, you kind of just like find them. I don't think there's really a central resource.
2: And then sometimes, in addition to those, sometimes um, aside from school-wide scholarships, you might have specific ones for your major. So for instance, um, UT has a scholarship for their are two students, which Auditia is a finalist for. Wow. And that's another Ooh. full ride scholarship that also gives you a travel stipend travel and research stipend, which is just an amazing opportunity, but it's one of those that's like more specific like within the school itself.
3: Also, I would like to plug the Brian Cameron Impact Scholarship. <laughs> it is, it, well, you, uh, if you search with the Brian Cameron Education Foundation, they give full ride scholarships to any school that you go to, and it's pretty cool. And it's pretty selective, but definitely definitely apply for that. It's a great opportunity.
0: Okay, so I think this next question is really essential because I know a lot of people who have struggled with this. But Scarlett asks, how did y'all narrow down which colleges to apply to and then also how many did you end up applying to and how many should
3: someone who is applying actually apply to so Um. eric why don't you go ahead so i was pretty lucky in the process i early yale and i got in so i i well i really like yale because i was there for a summer camp two summers ago and i really love the campus i really love the people there and yale definitely like kind of fit like. Uh, like my vibe or something so I got in there which made it pretty easy from there to apply then I was like okay what other schools would I consider um but I I was pretty lucky with that but I think for like choosing which colleges to apply like you should choose one that you genuinely would go to and like you would want to go to especially like like don't get caught I think there low-key is some sort of pressure to apply to a lot of colleges don't don't get caught up in that. Apply to ones that like you truly, genuinely like want to go to. Like I ended up applying to four. Yes, I ended up applying to four. And then yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think another important factor is one, like giving yourself options and then two, figure like talking to people. like if you have the chance, talking to people who go there who are in the program or who can find people that are in the program that you're applying to, so you can talk to them about their experience. That was definitely something that I wish I had done more of when I was looking at colleges, like as far back as looking at where I want to apply. Because I think that there were a lot of schools I discounted just because I didn't know enough about them, because I didn't have that student perspective. and. Like there are a lot of awesome people at Dawson that have gone a lot of places and I know for sure that I like if anybody wants to talk to me about UT like even if they're not um, in my major like I will be more than happy to set them up with someone that I knew that was in the program that they want to uh, learn about and don't be afraid to reach out to people or to find alumni on like Facebook or LinkedIn because these people going to college definitely shapes who you are, and these people will be more than happy to talk to you about their experiences.
1: Now that our podcast episode is coming to a close, do you have any final thoughts for our high school students?
2: Okay, sure. So I think that something that I've learned in college, and we've touched touched a bit on some of these during the episode. Would be that there are really three P's to focus on during college. So there's people, there's priority, and there's place. <laughs> We've talked a lot about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just make that up, yes. right now? <laughs>
3: Okay, Okay. business yeah. skills, I've never heard this format in my entire life. What do you mean place? What listen, is this?
2: Listen, 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 listen. Okay, so. so we talked a bit about valuing the people around you and making an effort to meet new people, right? And then also setting your priorities straight during college. But I think something else that's important is to consider the place that you're in. Like, not only like geographically because like college is really like a new like a chance to get away from home and explore a new part of the world right so like it could be something like going from Houston to Austin or going from Houston to Boston or maybe like applying to schools internationally like it's a chance to push yourself to explore other parts of the world and then Once you're in that new part of the world, it's really important to learn to love the place that you're in because that college town has so much for you to explore, and you have so much more freedom now, and college is a great chance to really just get out there and see what's waiting for you.
3: Final thoughts for me? Would agree with that. I definitely take advantage of where you are. I think it can be, get really easy to stay on like your campus bubble. I know that was me at least first semester. Like I stayed on the campus all the time. I didn't even venture into Boston. Well, I ventured into Boston like very infrequently, and I, I'm glad to have changed that. Even though now I'm back in parallel, so I can't really do anything about that, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> anyways, and then I guess another thing is just like, just like reiterating the point before, where it's like career, professional, academic development can wait. College is not just like a pre-professional track. College is very much about driving personal growth and kind of shaping who you are and about shaping like who your friends are. Because like, also like the people who you become friends with in college will very likely be the people who you are lifelong friends with. So just like, don't discount the value of friends when that like, I don't know, when you're like trying to apply to like, I don't know, like internships or trying to like, study even harder for that next test or something in college. Don't, just don't discount friends.
2: Oh, one more Should thing, we do right. make sure you read. Yeah, just read when books? you have the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, read books.
3: Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah. learn to read Road before.
0: <laughs> okay, I want both of you to give me one book suggestion.
2: Ooh, okay. I feel like one book that helped me a lot my first semester, like towards the middle of it, I was just feeling like a lot of pressure, like feeling kind of like uncertain and like a little bit unhappy. And I talked to one of my advisors, I was like, can you just recommend books that will help you become a better person? The
1: Communist Manifesto. The Communist (laughs) Manifesto, yes.
2: (laughs) But one of the books she recommended was 10% Happier. And this guy talks about, he, it's like basically this guy, he was a super high profile news anchor. And then one day, like all the stress, like all the things he was going through, it just kind of like came down on him and he broke down on national TV. And after that, he started looking into meditation. I know this sounds like super like cheesy or corny, but
0: oh, I watched a video about it. Really? Him today. wait, actually, he had an anxiety. Yeah, yeah he had an anxiety attack, yeah. right? On national television, yeah. and like millions of people saw him. That's yeah, crazy. Wait, that's actually
2: like such a coincidence. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he talks a lot about how a lot of like meditation stuff out there is saying like, oh, like it's gonna change your life. It's gonna turn everything around. And, like, his take on it is well, that's not really gonna happen, but it can make you 10% happier, just a little bit happier. And if something can make you a little bit happier, a little bit calmer, then why not try it out? And I think reading that, it definitely, even though I haven't really gone into meditation, I think his tips for clearing your mind, for being more in the moment, have definitely been something that's made me a lot happier and, like, more peaceful, I guess, in the time that's passed since then.
3: Yeah, no, Evelyn, that sounds like a super interesting book. I'm going to add that to my uh, list to read. Uh, for me personally, I think I would advise reading Outliers. It talks about like what are the factors that contribute to success. And though I don't necessarily think it has like revolutionized my life, I think that's kind of what brought me back into... Like, like That kind of reminded me why I love reading so much. It also kind of reminded me like, how the, there's so much to learn and there's so many interesting, thing, interesting things about the world to learn.
0: Excellent. excellent should we do All our right. PSA so let's do yeah let's do a quick PSA Evelyn you're the most passionate about it I think you yes. should
3: say it
2: oh okay so PSA social distancing flatten the curve it's really important to stay inside right now because I know I know that sucks like I am here with you I would rather be out with my friends or like going to places in Houston but You have to consider that we live with people that are at risk, our friends live with people that are at risk and sometimes like this is one of those moments where we have to put the public good above our what we want individually and that's why it's really important to stay at home and if you do go out for something essential then make sure that you're washing your hands when you get back, make sure that you're taking proper safety measures the cdc and i think like google also has an update site where you can find useful information about um, about the coronavirus where you can get updates and just like these couple weeks are really critical because right now like we're already seeing the exponential rise in cases so the actions we take now will change how this pans out for our
3: country and keep in mind that you could have covid even if you're asymptomatic Right, so like, yeah. even if you think you're okay and you're like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. Like, I haven't like I haven't been around anybody who has COVID and I don't have any symptoms. Like, you might have been around people who do have it that just haven't yet shown symptoms, and so it, it's super easy to contract. It's very difficult to like preempt it, but um, so definitely if it's not essential, then probably stray away from it. Also, I'm going to plug uh, my nonprofit We Care Act is putting together a student guide to or a student guide to social distancing that'll talk about like fun things that you can do with your friends like even if you're social distancing and like how to not be bored and like positive news like about the world for example like a bunch of, i think a bunch of penguins were like set free the other yeah, day the which the chicago
1: was su- aquarium Aww. yeah
3: right <laughs> so it's like that's super yeah. exciting and like definitely will be a good like good change from all these sad things that we're hearing but I'm gonna plug that, that'll be on our website soon, so check out wecrack.org. And if you want
0: if you want some good news, China has reported no new local coronavirus infections in the previous day, which is a huge milestone for them. Ooh. And if you are bored, today is the one year anniversary of class, so we have 11 episodes now that you can listen to. That's probably over three or four <laughs> hours of us talking to you that you can listen to. We've interviewed many, many people from Jenna Maravilla, who's the co-author of Filipinos in Houston. Jill Ponensilian, who talks about her private lessons, swimming lessons business. We've interviewed Evelyn and Div about their nonprofit. We have many, many, many different podcast episodes. We even have an interview with a school board candidate. So check all of those out and keep yourself busy. Yes,
1: so you heard yeah. it here first. Please remember to stay indoors, stay safe, wash your hands, make friends in college, and manage your time well.
3: I hope yeah. they didn't hear that they should stay safe and social distance here first, or else we are really screwed. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Evelyn and Eric, for talking to us today. Thank yeah. you right. so much,
2: thank audience. <laughs> Thanks for having us on.
3: Yeah, thank you for having us.